ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you've all been good boys and girls out there. Now, make sure you watch the message. Up on the screen, there's going to be secret messages that you've got to encode. You all have a Merry Christmas. Oh, it's a busy time. i got to go. Ho, 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 ho. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, big kids, we are so excited you are with us. We do have a special program. So if you did not get your kids program, raise your hand. Mr. Anthony, Buddy the Elf, they're in the aisles and they will give you one. Um, make sure to find the secret messages. You're going to fill it out. There's a treat after service. Well, we are finishing up the holiday hang-up series today. And our goal through these last few weeks is to bring some peace to the chaos of the holidays and help us find a better perspective so we can breathe a little easier. Today, I'd like to look at a story that may be familiar to you. It is the interaction between two sisters and their friend Jesus. It's in the book of Luke, and it goes like this. Jesus continued toward Jerusalem and came to another village. Martha, a resident of the village, welcomed Jesus into her home. Her sister Mary went and sat at Jesus' feet, listening to him teach. Meanwhile, Mary was anxious about all the hospitality arrangements. Martha, interrupting Jesus, Lord, why don't you care that my sister is leaving me to do all of this work by myself? Tell her to get over here and help me. And Jesus said, Oh, Martha, Martha, you are so anxious and concerned about a million details, but really only one thing matters. Mary has chosen that one thing, and I will not take it away from her. I've heard this story many times, and I thought it would be interesting to bring it into a modern-day Christmas interpretation. And so my version goes a little like this. It was Christmas Eve, and Martha was hosting the evening's festivities when she received a text from her friend Jesus. He was in his Uber on his way home from the airport. The week had been a little crazy with crowds at the grocery store, the kids' Christmas pageant, cleaning the house for all the guests, and she could hear the family and friends coming in the front door, and they were shuffling in with presents and boots and trays of food. Martha loved having people over, but getting everything done just right stressed her out. Her sister Mary popped in, uh, her head into the kitchen, letting her know that mom and dad had just arrived with her uncle Hans Gruber. And Mary leaned in and gave Martha's shoulders a squeeze and said, why didn't you let me come over and help you yesterday? I called a couple of times. Martha wiped her hands on her apron and said, you know, I just like to have things a certain way, Mary. I just, I just did it myself. And she closed the oven door. Mary sighed and said, you know, today it's going to be great. Don't stress out about everything. Our family and friends will just enjoy being together. Ding dong. Martha and Mary looked at each other and they knew he was finally here. And if Jesus was coming over to my house, I can imagine their excitement looked a little bit more like this. Santa. Martha ran to the door, and there stood Jesus back from his travels. Come in, come in, said Martha. It's cold out there. We are so glad you are here. As everyone piled into the entryway, Martha could see shoes scattered everywhere, and the smell of something burning 
coming from the kitchen. She hustled back in there to check on her meal, and out of the corner of her eye, she saw that the playroom looked like an air bomb got dropped off in there. The dog somehow managed to get into the garbage, and of course, she forgot to buy more eggs. As she finished setting the table, she heard laughter from the family room, and she looked over and she saw her sister Mary in that ugly Christmas sweater, just hearing all about Jesus' travels. Doesn't she realize we have a dinner to get on the table? Martha huffed to herself. I just wish Christmas was over. Doesn't that sound familiar? In frustration, Martha slammed a couple pots down to really accent how hard she was working in the kitchen. And her mind was racing, and she kind of felt like this. You know what? I know who can fix this, thought Martha. She walked with confidence into the family room and says, Hey, Jesus. I'm glad you're here and all, but we have a house full of people, as you can see. And did you notice my sister is just leaving me here to do all this work by myself? Mary shot her a stunned look and mouthed to her, Are you kidding me, Martha? (sighs) Jesus, just can you please tell her to get over here and help me, said Martha. Jesus smiled and said, Martha, thank you for opening up your house. I have known you for a long time, and that you get anxious and stressed and concerned about every little detail. But today, only one thing matters. And your sister Mary has chosen that one thing, and I am not going to take it away from her. Any of that sound familiar? I love that the Bible story, it just stops right there. We don't get to see the reaction of either sister or what happened after that, It just ends with Jesus' wisdom. Only one thing matters. Whether it's during the holiday season or any day beyond that, we all have stressors that play a part of our life. Now, I do want to recognize that there are various degrees of stress and anxiety. And if if that feeling is consuming your life, I don't want to discount that. And now becomes an opportunity to talk with a trusted professional to help you and Your friends and your family, you guys do not have to walk alone through this. So today we're going to look at all the characters and see how they can help us better understand our own stress and anxiety. The first would be comparison. This is a great example of what that is when people put on their uh, front of their Christmas cards and their Christmas letter on their social media feeds. They get to edit, crop, and filter away until it looks picture perfect. And we see that and wonder internally, how do they do that? Their kids are sitting perfectly and they love each other. They have a nicer, cleaner house than ours. Wow, that is a really fancy vacation they're on. Gosh, I really wish my career had taken off like that. And even silly stuff like hairlines. Um, When I was a child, I cannot tell you how many times my dad had hoped for Geraldo Rivera's hairline. Okay, It's just like the little elf on the shelf, just hanging on your shoulder, whispering, see, she can do it. You know what? He has it all together. Why can't you? 
It's that nagging chirping throughout your day, reminding you of your flaws and making things seem like you can never measure up. It becomes a raging war within our own minds, but comparison, it does not tell the whole story. Right after those kids took that sweet picture, it probably looked more like this. (laughs) Or possibly like this. That perfect vacation, it possibly kept adding to their credit card debt because they don't want anyone to know that they are in financial trouble and the shame of letting anyone else know would just be really hard. Or that perfect hairline and lovely smile, it's just hiding the fact that he is really struggling at work and he might not have his job by the end of the year. By allowing comparison to run wild in our mind, it can be dangerous. It is wise to share your feelings with someone instead of letting it just keep rolling around up there. Because when we say it out loud, sometimes we begin to hear the reality of it. And we need to be cautious of how this is all affecting people around us, especially those little eyes and those little ears. Trust me, they hear and see everything we do. Teddy Roosevelt's motto is true, that comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison at time, it only breeds anxiety and discontent. And you could just feel that rising up in Martha as she was on a whirlwind, on a mission to get things done. And out of the corner of her eye, she saw her sister and just comparing each other's work. I like the way that the message version translates Roman 12, 6. It says, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. You didn't feel any joy coming from Martha. Instead of being excited to prepare a space for her family and friends to gather, she made it all about the details and comparing her role to her sister's. What would it have been like if Martha, or even us, chose not to compare, and we sought the joy instead? The second idea would be setting personal expectations. We all have expectations, but a large majority of the time, we never choose to communicate that to the other person. When both of our kids were born, they didn't just magically sleep through the night, All parents, I feel, have to go through this half-dead zombie phase, and I wonder how many times how I'd ever did that. So like most nights, I got up and I fed Edie, and we had a rocking chair in our bedroom. And when I finished feeding her, you know, I, I loved our kids as babies, but I also treasured sleep, so I was a touch frustrated. And I would look over at my husband, serene, in his bed, just snoring away, And I thought to myself, he has no idea what I am doing every night, getting this baby back to bed. And soon my rocking is getting louder, a little bit more aggressive. And every now and then I just add in a little, mm -hmm, a little bit louder, you know. He just couldn't take the hint. And I went on this tired, annoyed mom just finally getting my baby back to bed. I didn't tell him about this whole one-sided interaction until Edie was a little older, and he just looked at me, and you know what he said? It was really smart. 
why didn't you just wake me up and ask me? I would have done it. Oh, well, guess I never thought of that. And that's what most of us do throughout our lives. We get so frustrated with others, just like Martha did with her sister. And we set these unattainable expectations of ourselves, believing that everybody else should know them and somehow be able to do them in the same way. I'm guilty. It's choosing to communicate daily, even hourly, in a loving way. And yeah, it's possible that the other person is going to say no, but most likely they'd love to help and be the, have the opportunity to be a part of things. And when we allow ourselves to do that, it helps us lessen that mental stress. Third would be the poor me martyr syndrome. Unfortunately, we all fall short and our stress of the small things in life, it ends up sounding like a little bit of a pity party for ourselves. But maybe we need to be able to shift our mindset that maybe this isn't really about us. We may not be able to understand why our Christmas meal doesn't turn out the way we plan, but we can control our reaction. We can throw a couple frozen pizzas in the, the oven, and we can call it a day and spend it with the ones we love. When we have that perspective, we can then realize it's ourself that needs to learn something rather than blaming all the other people in our life. That is my gift to you today, to bring a little bit more peace by throwing out comparison, understanding our expectations, and forgetting about being a martyr. Those will hopefully help alleviate some of those stressful roadblocks as we head into this busy week. And like I said, if these stresses seem a lot more heavier on your heart, please talk to someone. Martha maybe sounds like she gets a bad rap in this whole scenario. However, I feel like she's my spirit animal. Uh, But she does one thing right, one really great thing. And it may have been in haste, but Martha, she goes right to the source, the one who can ultimately fix it. We have these kids' advent cards that we read around the dinner table from time to time. They have different Christmas questions. And our son, his his answer to mostly every question is Jesus. And it's as simple as that. We need to go right to Jesus. Martha went to the one person who can actually fix things. And it may not be the answer that we expected or the timing we wanted, But God reminds us in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you, and I will always be on your side. The second Jesus was born into this world on that holy night, God's plan for us was revealed in that little baby and forever changed our eternity. He will always be by our side and willing to be with you through the stress and the joy of this world. It's amazing that we get to have audience with the king of kings at any given moment. When Martha went to him with her request, Jesus heard her, and he accepted her where she was. He didn't see him act surprised by what she was doing. He wasn't offended or annoyed. He reminded her only one thing matters. Mary has chosen that one thing, and I won't take it away from her. Jesus didn't blame Martha for being concerned on what needed to be done. He just wanted her to understand where her focus should be. 
when we are in the midst of freaking out, do we choose to focus on Jesus or all the other little things? When we lose sight of that focus and devotion, it just becomes busy work. How would this story have been different when you have added a lens of joy rather than stress? Mary is thankful for her time with family and friends, and Martha, she gets to celebrate Christmas with food lovingly prepared. There's a roof over their heads, and they have the opportunity to spend it with ones they love. It really comes down to Jesus' words. Only one thing truly matters this Christmas season and every day of our lives. When he should be our one focus, the God of the universe, he's already focused in on us. He wants you to be a part of his story. So how are we going to celebrate that? How will we choose to shift our focus, not on the busy work, but solely on the one thing that mattered that holy night long ago? No matter where you are in your relationship with him, you can know that there is one less worry that he is never, ever going to take his focus off of you. So kids, has anyone finished the secret code today? What is the greatest gift? That's right. Very good. You guys did a great job. You were awesome in service. At the end, if you want, Buddy the Elf will be outside. He has a treat for you. If we look at Mary and Joseph on that night, let's just say that was not an ideal birthing situation. But in all the imperfection, he chose to came into this world, and he was perfect. But Christmas, it came anyway, and the joy of the world came. And that is where our focus needs to lie this season, on the one who is the joy of the world.